Hello guys, Sarah here and welcome to the Life as an Experiment podcast. It's a podcast where I help you declutter emotional baggage and reclaim your power and confidence in your lives. Right, today we'll be talking about habits. Specifically, how to kickstart and maintain new habits as well as breaking the pattern for habits that we want to stop. And as you know, it's incredibly difficult to start a new habit, right, in such a way that it becomes totally automatic. Okay, so it's not something that you consciously have to make an effort to, to think about, um, to remember to do, and you don't have to, you know, make uh, an effort to actually remind yourself to actually go through with the habit, right? So for instance, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, taking a breakfast or your lunch or dinner, whatever meal that, that you eat usually, um, you don't really have to make a conscious effort to remember to, to do it, right? Because it's automatic, and it's already an ingrained, embedded part of your life. So, this is something to remember about habit formation, formation and maintenance. Um, new habits are actually, you know, really difficult to introduce into our lives because we are actually introducing, you know, something completely new into our lifestyle. Um, you know, and maintaining it is difficult as well because it's not really that embedded into our lifestyles yet, and it's also not um, automatic yet. Right? And then there are also the habits that we actually want to stop but find it very, very difficult to actually break the pattern. right? Because this is breaking something that you're already so used to and breaking something automatic. So it's going to be difficult. But today, I have uh, some habit hacks that uh, you can use for yourself and I hope that you find them useful. These are some of um, you know, the hacks and the tricks that I've actually tried from various habit experts and authors you know, like Dr. Fox, David Allen and Gretchen Rubin. And um, I've tried them for a couple of years for different, different things. And they've actually worked a lot for me in terms of, you know, habit formation and kicking habits that I don't want to. Right. So I hope that they are helpful and useful uh, to you. Right. So the very first uh, habit hack, scheduling your habits. Right. So basically we schedule, you know, lots of things into our calendars and our schedulers. But um, specifically, you know, for habits, you can do the same as well. So schedule habits into your calendar that you want to actually, um, you know, get started on doing. So this scheduling hack is very, very useful for habits that you want to introduce into your lifestyle, but you're finding it very, very difficult to remember to do, right? So I tend to um, like to put it on, you know, my calendar and then set reminders for myself. And I do know that some people find it um, to be very, you know, overly clinical and too rigid. And, you know, I really have so many things on my calendars and my schedulers. Why do I need extra things about my habits? Right. So I do find it very useful in terms of, you know, for people who find, you know, who are very forgetful about stuff like that or who need some form of self-accountability. So I don't use this for every single uh, new habit that I'm trying to introduce into my life. But I use this technique, you know, to schedule in reminders for habits that I really, really want to get started. But somehow, you know, I'm just having a lot of inertia and, you know, I, I just keep forgetting to do it. So, um, for example, for me, it's, you know, scheduling in reminders to, to remind myself to switch off the computer an hour before bed. And to, um, you know, I put in reminders as well to remind myself to drink water more frequently through the day, right? So um, I'll actually, yeah, I'll just type it into my phone, my phone calendar, and I'll then put an alarm um, into the scheduler as well. So I get reminded reminded to do it. And for the um, 
you know, for the drinking water reminder, I know it sounds very, very simple to some people. It's like, you know, why can't you just go and grab a glass of water and drink, right? Because for me, um, the kind of nature of my work is that, you know, I sometimes don't have the time to actually um, drink water. I know it sounds very silly, but, you know, I'm always like walking around. I don't really have my water bottle with me or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I found that, you know, over the months, I've actually not been drinking as often as I want. Right, so this is a habit that I really, really want to actually, you know, to be more consistent in my life. So I suggest, you know, this, uh, try out this hack, you know, if you want to introduce a habit that is very, very important to you and you want to, you know, make it very consistent. You can actually switch off the, the reminders and, you know, delete the, 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 yeah, the reminders and stop scheduling it in um, once you've hit the stage where you've gained some momentum. So this can be a very... Um, good initial hack and you can actually stop doing it once you've gotten used to it right so the second hack is accountability so it's basically getting someone to be your accountability partner right so if you find that you are someone that lacks the self-accountability expect having someone remind you when you should be doing something is a good way of keeping you on track so it really works um, if you have a partner who is just as motivated as you and you both have things that you can keep track of for one another, right? So um, I find that this works uh, with specific people, right? So if you have, you know, you're very passionate about something and you want to introduce that into your life and, you know, you have a friend who is equally passionate about something that he or she wants to introduce into, that, into their lives, um, you both can be accountability partners for one another. But it doesn't really work if, you know, one or the both of you are actually not so interested in being accountability partners of someone else. Because this whole system only works if the other person is, you know, a reliable, consistent um, uh, partner, right, in terms of keeping you accountable. Because if he or she is going to be inconsistent or they themselves are going to forget to remind you, then, you know, the entire system falls apart. Right, so if you are someone who doesn't do very well with, you know, having a partner, accountability partner, then the earlier tip on scheduling stuff in your calendar might work a little bit better. Um, personally, I prefer self-accountability techniques rather than relying on someone else. Um, because, you know, for the reason that I mentioned earlier, you know, it really helps to have someone who is very reliable and consistent. But it's also because um, everyone is usually busy with their own stuff and it's actually one extra thing for your friend to keep track of, right? And sometimes they forget. But yeah, that's that's just me. If you if you can find someone or do find someone in your life that is, you know, a very reliable partner, you know, it's good to rope them into your accountability stuff, you know, to get things going. Because um, I do think that many of us actually respond very, very well to external accountability rather than internal accountability, right? So accountability partners is... Um, another hack that you can use and the third tip is what is called the clean slate and I got this hack from Gretchen Rubin but I've personally been um, using various forms of it throughout the years but I've not called it clean slate right so what a clean slate actually means is that it's a method um, or an idea that you know a fresh start or a new point in the year where things are you know completely wiped clean and you can start afresh on something so for example um, you know you could start a new habit in the new year um, that is why new year resolutions are so popular or you can you know start it at the beginning of fall like in September after the summer break right um, those are the big you know the big examples of clean slate um, for the clean slate method because you can you know wait for specific points in the year to start something 
Um, but for me, I'm using a smaller version of the clean slate where a new week is considered um, a clean slate to me, right? But um, one thing to note about clean slates is that it can be quite detrimental for maintaining habits, right? Because say if you travel around a lot or, you know, your schedule isn't very stable, it can actually be a barrier towards forming new habits. And there's also this, um, the second, second thing is that there's also a tendency to wait until a big event to start a new habit, right? So sometimes when I find myself um, over the summer, you know, have all these like new plans um, and new ideas, you know, to take on new habits and introduce new habits into my life, I find that I, I find myself waiting until, you know, September or waiting even until year end when the next year actually comes to actually start on the new habit, right? So it's actually, um, I, I feel that, you know, it, it should, be used sparingly but if it, you are someone that actually responds very well to working you know towards a very big um a very big like milestone or life event and then starting fresh from there the clean slate will be a good method for you okay and um i find that this method also works best on habits that have been dragging around for a very long time so, for example, you know, you, you wanted to do, you carry out some, you know, start some new habit. Maybe you wanted to start running over the, the summer, but you have not gotten down to doing it and you keep putting it off. I find that, you know, having a, um, a big milestone, like, you know, the start of fall or like the beginning of September or when, when school, start, school term starts, whatever it is. I find that having a big milestone like that actually puts a hard stop to your procrastination and makes you, you know, just start everything afresh and start the new habit immediately, right? So it, it, it does work for habits that you've been dragging around your to-do list for a very long time. Right, so that's the clean slate. And the next habit hack I have is designing the environment. Right, and this is one of my favorite hacks because it's possibly one of the easiest ways to start and maintain a new habit. So it works on the accessibility and availability heuristic where the brain actually tends to do things or reach for things that are the most accessible and easily available to us. So how does this really play out? For example, I want to start a, a running habit, okay? I want to run like, you know, every day after work. So what I do is that I will always put out a set of running clothes on my bed where I can see them. And I also put my running shoes right beside the door. Right? So this cuts down the cognitive effort and willpower that your brain needs to perform the additional steps of you know, going around to look for things. And once you, know, you go around to look for things, you know, that's when your excuses start to form. Right? You start to say, oh, you know, uh, my stuff is really messy. I, I can't really find my running clothes, so I shouldn't go today. Um, my running shoes are too dirty. I won't use them today. You know, stuff like that. So you, you, know, you start putting off the habit okay? if you, you, know, you have additional steps for your brain to perform. Um, this designing the environment habit also hack also works for habits where you're trying to stop, right? So if you want to snack less, for example, put away the snacks, the unhealthy snacks, you know, um, away, you know, where you can't actually see it, where it's not accessible and available to you. So for example, hiding them in cupboards or hiding them in drawers and only displaying the healthy foods that are within reach. So you make sure that you actually feast on the um, snacks that are actually healthier and better for you. So designing your environment can actually work for anything, right? Because anything that is highly accessible um, and available to your eyes and your mind would be, you know, something that you actually pay more attention to because it's more convenient, 
right? So in any case, if you do want to start a new habit, um, start designing your environment in a way which encourages you to actually easily take on the new habit or easily um, to make it very convenient for you to actually introduce this new habit into your life. And if you want to stop a habit, um, you know, just just take away the the visual cues, you know, of the 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 habit you're trying to stop. So you know, if you're not, you're trying to eat a little bit healthier, you know, keep away the um, the unhealthy food, you know. And if you do not want to actually drink so much coffee on your way to work, for example, then maybe you could take like a slight change in your route, where you wouldn't walk past the coffee shop and then get tempted to buy coffee. Okay, so that's another example of how I use the designing your environment hat. It's very, very, um, it's very useful and it's very, um, yeah, it's just very intuitive. So I, yeah, I encourage you to uh, use this hack. Right. And the next hack that I have is called pairing. So um, this one is another one from Gretchen Rubin. It's, you know, only doing X when you do Y. Okay, and I find it really, really useful for habits that I don't want to form. Okay, so for example, I only surf the web or I reply to chats only when I'm on my laptop. I find this hack to be super effective for putting off unwanted habits like, you know, watching TV, um, snacking, chatting, using the phone and so on. Um, because what this hack actually does is that it delays gratification and it makes you do what you need to do first. So, you know, you could you could do it in such a way where, you know, you only can um, watch, you know, you can only Netflix when you finish your homework, for example. Okay, so you can think about different ways of how you can actually um, pair different things up and in that way, uh, you know, design your, your schedule and your day such that you introduce um, habits that are conducive for you and you remove the habits that, or you put off the habits that um, you don't want to do to um, later. Right, and the next hack that I have is called loopholes spotting. Um, again, another habit hack from Gretchen Rubin. And loophole spotting is actually really, you know, the excuses or the reasons that we give ourselves for not giving up a bad habit or, you know, starting a new one. Okay, and you've probably used some of these loopholes yourself. Okay, they're basically really, really just excuses that we all use. So some examples include, um, number one, the tomorrow loophole. So I'm okay not doing something today because I'll do it tomorrow. So I'm okay not taking a walk today because, you know, I'll definitely do it tomorrow. And whenever, you know, you put off stuff to tomorrow, you tend to not do it, right? So that's one excuse that a lot of us use. And another loophole is the this doesn't count loophole. So for example, it's a weekend or, you know, I'm on vacation. So, you know, great excuse not to start something, okay? I'll start it like the next weekend or the next week or when I come back from my vacation. So um, another very common hack, right? And the third one is the false, false choice hack. So I can't do something because I'm so busy doing something else. And um, I find this very common with working adults. So, you know, um, I'm so busy at work, you know, I can't, I can't like, you know, I can't wake up on time. I can't make my own dinner. I can't go for an exercise, right? So um, these are some very, very common loopholes that I see in my clients and in the people around me. And loopholes can be very dangerous because once you start on them, it's actually very, very hard to stop. Okay, this is how we actually, you know, put off getting things done, right? And loopholes um, are also very emotional reasons. So, you know, we, we don't want to do something because, you know, we feel overwhelmed or we just, you know, 
we feel lazy or, or you know some sort of emotion right so the way to actually trick this is to kind of tell your mind to just accept the feelings and emotions but still go through with what you need to do right so if you're feeling like you know you, you don't feel happy right today is not a great day for you so you'll be like oh you know i'm feeling happy today you know so i'll not go for my walk today i'll do it tomorrow Right, so the what I try to do is that you know I try to tell my mind that yeah you know I feel unhappy but I can still go for my walk. Like you can feel all these feelings in your life, but you can still carry on with life. You know, so that's one way of hacking the loopholes, and um yeah, this is just one way to be more conscious of the the excuses and the loopholes that you actually come up with when you are trying to form a new habit. Right, and the bonus hack or the seventh hack that I actually have um, is called Tiny Habit and it's from Dr. B.J. Fogg of Stanford University. Right, I actually um, chanced upon Tiny Habits many, many years back and I've been implementing it in different ways in my life. Um, do go read up on his research, okay? Go Google it or something because it's really fascinating. And I love that the application is so simple. It's so simple that anybody can start doing it right now and see the results. So there's actually a really a lot more to um, the tiny habit concept, but the basic tenet is that, you know, it's all about starting tiny. So you need to floss, well, start with one tooth, right? Then once that's automated, increase the frequency. Go to two T's and then three T's and then whatever it is, right? And if you want to walk, start with 10 minutes, then increase it as your body gets used to the frequency. So this hack is actually super effective in getting the first foot in the door. And as we know, the first step is always really, really hard to do. And then it helps you by automatic, automating, automating sorry, the action by starting small. So, you know, it's not a huge shock to your brain or your body, you know, when you increase the frequency, right? So once you're used to the smaller steps and it becomes, you know, automatic for you, then you can, you know, start to increase the frequency. So this helps you actually build momentum that is needed to sustain your habit. Because what happens with many of us is that, you know, when we, we think of like, for example, you want to go for a walk. Right. So instead of like, you know, and we've not gone for a walk in like maybe, I don't know, 10 years, for example. So we tell ourselves, okay, you know, I want to go for a walk. And then you you set this really, really ridiculously high, you know, goal for yourself. Okay, like I'm going to walk like every day for 45 minutes. But that's too much of a, too much um, to introduce all at once. Because you need to actually really, really slowly ease your body into the, um, the new habit and the new lifestyle change because new habits also mean changes to your current lifestyle and you need to actually let yourself and your mind and your body get used to it, right? So starting very small means there's also lesser inertia to your mind, lesser inertia to your body as well and it's also easier for you to reach that level of satisfaction because once you're at that level where like, you know, oh, you know, I've completed 10 minutes of my walk today. Um, you know, I can increase it to 15 tomorrow. And then, you know, you keep going at maybe 15 for a couple of weeks and you're like, you know, I, I can do 15 very well. I'm going to increase it to 20 minutes. So, you know, you actually see like incremental success and incremental achievements and, you know, you get to your goal at the end, which is, you know, walking for 45 minutes. So it's all about starting small and then gradually building it up. And this is the beauty of the tiny habits that I actually love a lot. And I think you can do it with anything in your life. So it could be flossing your teeth, it could be, you know, taking your medication, um, eating healthily, it could be, you know, going for a walk, it could be just, just about anything, right? So do check out his, um, his research. I'll actually link it in my show notes because I think it's a wonderful hack that you can actually um, make use of today. 
Right, and with that, um, we've come to the end of the podcast. I hope these hacks are actually useful for you in your life and that you are able to, you know, kickstart the things that you want to do and stop the things that you don't want to. Okay, so do remember to leave a comment or get in touch with me. I love to hear from my readers and my listeners. Email me at abstractedcollective at gmail.com. That is abstract with an ED collective. Okay, and if you like the show, do tell your friend and please rate and review on iTunes or anywhere else that you get your podcast as it can help others like you find it easily. So till next time, go be your wonderful self.